Greetings from Studio 47 at Augustana University, and welcome to Calling All Years Good, a podcast exploring vocation throughout the lifespan. I'm your host and narrator, Anne Rosendale, campus pastor and proud graduate of Augustana. In this episode of our podcast series, we're exploring vocation at the end of life in one's 80s and 90s. These years are sometimes called older adulthood and are marked as much by wisdom as by fragility. Arlen Visti is Professor Emeritus of Chemistry at Augustana. At 82 years old, he has been a beloved member of the campus community for well over 50 years. Arlen recalls the path that brought him from his undergraduate days at St. Olaf College to his call, and he uses that word intentionally, to teach chemistry at Augustana. I got an offer from Lawrence Stavik, who was then president. I mean, he signed the letter, and he used the language of call. Huh. I was not so much interested in just being a college teacher someplace, but I really wanted it to be a Lutheran school. Why? Because I respect the interaction of faith and learning. Yes. And I'm serious about that. Yes. That makes good sense, and I think... I'm biased, of course, too, but mm-hmm. I think Lutherans do it especially well. Yes, I think so. In many ways, Arlen is a stereotypical college professor, well-read, brilliant, bordering on a bit nerdy. And like every professor, there is so much more to Arlen than bookishness. I spent a portion of our interview at Arlen's home, just blocks away from campus, to learn more about what makes him tick. Hello, Arlen. Hi, Annie. You stay Hi. Annie is Arlen's dog, an eight-year-old Sheltie who mirrors the gentleness of her owner. Can I come in? Yes, please. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is a treat to be in your home, Arlen. I've never been over before. How long have you been in this house, Arlen? Since 1968. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do I dare ask how much you bought the house for? 16000 and change. <laughs> Isn't that something? It is something. Yes. Yeah. You couldn't touch a garage for that now. Yeah. So, but, you know. <laughs> I think the most fascinating thing about faculty members is yes. their libraries. Yes. I yes. could just, for hours, I could just yes. peruse their bookshelves. Yes. And, and there's I, probably a thousand books in this room. It is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's all your DVDs yeah. of As yes. Time Goes By. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Book on Judaism. Darwin on trial. Where the pool when our children were small. After the grand tour, Arlen and I sat down to chat about Annie and the rest of his family. So her official name reads <laughs> <laughs> Show Off Spice Anne Marie Siobhan. Yes. And uh, the show off is a remnant from her breeder. Uh, show Off Shelties is the company, if you wish, uh-huh. uh, the breeders. Yes. And uh, Spice was the name that the breeder gave her. Uh, my children know that, and sometimes they'll call her Spice, but I don't think she remembers that anymore. <laughs> uh, and then I, I told her that, well, I, I bought her one winter day in sort of mid-Nebraska. Annie has been a good dog. Shelties tend to be shy, at least one young. I wanted to get to the point that she could be a therapy dog, and we mm-hmm. we did not manage mm-hmm. to do that. But it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, but she's been a therapy dog for you, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you bet. So she's she's been in the house. She's aged with me. What would she be in dog years? You do the math, Arlen. So uh, they tend to say seven years yeah. per one, and she's eight, so she's getting up there. Eight times seven, <laughs> fifty-six. The greatest love of Arlen's life, however, is not chemistry or his stacks of books or even his sweet Sheltie, but his wife of more than fifty years, Betty. So Betty. Betty. How did you meet? At St. Olaf, she came in as a junior. I was, at that time, going to be a senior. However, it worked out. We, we landed in the same math class. And how long did you date before well, you got started, engaged? I think we started dating somewhere around mid-year and got more serious as we went along. Uh-huh. And then, when d- did you propose to her? Uh, I suppose that it develops sort of holistically, and we got to the point that we kind of knew. Uh, uh, at some point, I think I did. It was yes. a mutual decision. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, yes, I did, but it was yeah. probably a joint decision as much as anything. Yeah, and how old were you each when you got married? Young. By today's standards, young. <laughs> um, uh, we got married June 14th of 1959, and I was 22, Betty was 21, I think. Uh, Young. Young, yes. Um, and in love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Arlen and Betty built a wonderful life together, parenting, traveling, being active in their church and social circles. You don't have to talk to Arlen long before you pick up on just how much he adores his wife. First of all, let me just say that uh, people who influenced me or we influenced each other, certainly Betty would be number one. Yeah. You know, I'm indebted to a lot of people, but uh, all the way through. Yeah. Um, our life together here, we raised three children together. I think there's no doubt that she was the better parent than I was. As with any couple, the toughest test of relationship comes in the difficult times. This was true for Arlen and Betty, too, when in her early 70s, Betty was diagnosed with endometrial cancer. When she turned 70, which was 2007, mm-hmm. we had a nice uh, family reunion on one side, Destin's uh, Park, Colorado. She was feeling fine at that point. Went and saw a doctor or two before she opened up as to what was going on. I assume, and we told each other most things, but she, at the beginning she was really close mouth. Hmm. Uh, I just assumed that she spotted or something uh, sure. uh, as a sign that something was going on. After her diagnosis was confirmed, Betty underwent surgery to remove the cancer. The diagnosis afterwards was that they got it. Yeah. Of course, that's often the belief. Right. I think one of the caught off guard when, yeah. when there was some speak plainly metathesis mm-hmm. uh, or metastasis uh, yes. and uh, eventually when when it was fairly obvious that something untoward was happening uh, they did a PET scan and unfortunately it reared its head yeah. so uh, at that point it was decided to go ahead and try to beat the thing I thought that we were going to do a rounder or whatever of chemo but it seemed like it just took forever to get started on it. Huh. And I think that it took a little while. I think we wasted, spun our wheels a bit while we were getting ready to do the research project. 
Um, and that gave the cancer a little more ground as well. Arlen and Betty got aggressive in trying to beat the cancer, trying more treatments and consulting with specialists. It appeared that we were approaching the palliative care stage, and she and Dr. Nelson in primary care had one conversation, then I think they had another conversation, and concluded, really, that palliative care, hospice, whatever, was really the only option that would make any sense anymore. After Betty had had one round of conversation, she took me aside and said, and the words just burned into my brain, Arlen, I want you to let me to die. Mm. First I said, I hope not. Mm. But when she said it again, that's how it was. Mm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. And then the last couple of days, uh, she subsided more and more. Uh, when she needed more painkillers, she got it. Mm. And she made it plain when she needed it. And in, in there someplace, I talked to a couple of funeral homes and chose one. Later, I worked on a on the funeral itself and asked a couple of people to say a few words. Mm-hmm. Paul mm-hmm. being one, mm-hmm. Santa Luna being another. Yeah. I read a little scripture and I, that was as much as I could do. Arlen's story is heart-wrenching. When you listen to Arlen tell it, you can't help but stand in awe of his devotion to his beloved Betty. It's clear that his commitment to his wife was hardly duty but deep delight. He wanted to be at her side every step of her battle with cancer. Now, almost a decade after Betty's passing, Arlen cherishes Betty as much now as he did then. One of the things that I notice is that you still wear your wedding ring. Yes, I do that by choice. Yes, yeah. tell me about that. Um, the remembrance. Yes. It's, it's a sign. I still remember her. I mean, I think it has something to do with calling. You know, that you yes. have been called to be her spouse. Yes. And she yours. Yes. And yeah. she continues to, even in her death, have this pull on your life and yes. influence on your life and your children's yes. lives and your grandchildren's lives. Yes. They don't comment on her, but I'm sure they notice. Yeah. 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 It's lovely. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. What's one thing you miss the most about Betty? Hmm. Just being together. In one sense, being able to keep each other warm under blankets. Hmm. That's beautiful, Arlen. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That's a powerful story. Yeah. It is. Uh, I will admit to occasionally going over to Woodlawn Cemetery where she's buried. Do you bring flowers? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And this may be crazy, but I will talk to her. I don't think it's crazy at all. So, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. In older adulthood, perhaps Arlen's most profound calling is to do just the sort of thing he's been doing in our conversations together, remembering, reflecting, and sharing the wealth of knowledge and experience that he's accumulated over the years. As we chatted at his house, I asked him some of my own burning questions to glean as much wisdom as I could from this man in his 80s. We started by talking about what he's learned after Betty's death and his own journey through loss. Well, you talk a little bit about what it's like growing old. Okay, how old are you, Arlen? I am 82. 82. Yep. Perhaps not as old as I'll ever be, but uh, as old (laughs) as I ever have been. One thing about getting old, of course, is just a tendency to accumulate some 
medical problems. I thought you were going to say accumulate books. Well, that, that too. <laughs> I have not hesitated to do that. <laughs> and to, to read widely, actually. Yeah, you really have. You have oh. books on every topic. Yes. I'd like to ask you what the best and worst part of growing old is. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that a fair question? Sure, of What's course. the best part and the worst part? Well, one could hope that one would keep learning mm. and get, if it's possible, a little wisdom. That may be hoping for too much, but uh, I think a bit of it comes. Yeah. Um, I think the absolute worst would be if I got Alzheimer's. Um, that, as far as I know, has not happened yet. <laughs> I think I have just one more question for you, Harlan. Okay, yeah. And that is, as you look back on the course of your life mm -hmm. and all this wisdom you've accumulated. Hopefully. <laughs> I wonder what advice you might give to people younger than you. Oh. Especially around vocation and the way that vocation yes. changes over time. And yeah. Just share a little bit of your wisdom. I truly believe in places like Augustana. I think that there is a lot of wisdom that you can gather if you are attentive, if you're not just measuring, memorizing things as past tests. Mm. You've had, you have had such an interesting life, Arlen. Yes. It's, yeah. it's yeah. really a privilege to be able to sit with you and Thank hear you. these stories. Thank you. Thanks again for listening and for thinking about your own vocation along with Arlen and me. More stories are coming, so stay tuned, take good care, and God bless.